Make room for whimsy. It's Persiflage the Podcast, jamming high-quality nonsense right into your ears. Don't forget to subscribe to the official Persiflage Podcast, your sine qua non of Naples Ultras. The following is an advertisement. For sale, one sense of whimsy, no longer viable. A dollar or best offer, box 2018. Because everyone's spending so much time indoors, it seemed like kind of a good time to read aloud into the microphone the sequel to The Mystery of the Lost Lenore, which was originally a serialized audio novel. It's as yet unfinished, but I will continue reading aloud sections until I catch up or run out of material or... I'm begged to stop. Chapter 2 I first met Patty, where a person of my age and socioeconomic class usually meets the majority of their adult friends at university. We were in a class together, which, if not for her efforts, I probably would not have passed. To this day, I still have only a very sketchy idea of the basic workings of biology, I guess some of the blame for that must fall on her, as it was she who guided me to a fairly solid C in that, my only and wholly compulsory science credit, without my managing to learn or understand really a single thing. Oh well, I'm not sure how much my ignorance of the exact processes of mitosis has held me back, although maybe that has been the crucial piece of knowledge that's been missing from my life. How would I know? We became friends mainly due to our shared amusement slash incredulity during that class at the odd tales told by our professor. He kept and raced sled dogs and was wont to wax rhapsodic on the details of their health and hygiene. I perhaps spoke too soon when I said I did not learn or understand a single thing from that class. The one truly solid piece of information I retained from those seemingly interminable afternoons was the prescribed technique for removing a recalcitrant tapeworm from a husky dog's anus. I will not elaborate here. But much like the information about mitosis that I failed to retain from those halcyon days wild away in old academe, there has not arisen an occasion on which I could utilize this particular nugget of received wisdom. I am not sad. The biology professor, come musher, seemed equally ridiculous to us both, and that was the beginning of our bond. I suppose you could say that we both looked upon adult authority and its institutions with the kind of sneering bemusement which can indicate in young people some semblance of a developing worldview. I guess that was enough to build a sort of relationship on, because we did indeed stay friends after graduation. I would not describe us as best friends. I'm not even sure what people mean by that. But we were close in that we sometimes had real and substantive conversations about things. Chuck, she said to me once, I trust your opinion. At least when it's negative. When you say something's shitty, it usually is. High praise indeed. At the time, she was talking about a relationship of hers that had ended in a distressing manner. 
Her girlfriend, whom I shall not name, had proved to be rather spectacularly unstable. The details, if you must know them, were that the girlfriend, let's call her X, had flushed Patty's ironic collection of Hummel figurines down Patty's toilet in a fit of pique. Or rather, she had tried to. What X had actually succeeded in doing was destroying Patty's toilet and flooding her apartment and the one below. It was an expensive and troublesome end to an expensive and troublesome relationship. You warned me, Chuck, she said. You did. But she was so goddamn beautiful that I ignored you. I don't remember warning you, I replied truthfully. Well, you did that eyebrow thing you do when you met her. I ignored it, chalked it up to your bad attitude and jealousy. What eyebrow thing, I seriously inquired. You know. I don't, I said, and I didn't. She replied with a kind of horrifying imitation of me doing something more than a little alarming with my eyebrows. I don't do that. You do. I don't. The point, Chuck, she frowned at me, that I was making is that you are a good friend, and your instincts are good. I was paying you a compliment. But I don't do that. She held up her left hand. I hereby pledge to listen to you more closely in the future. I remember this conversation now because the compliments do not fly so fast and furious in my life that something like this passes me by completely unnoticed. The memory of it was making me think that perhaps this was the reason why I had been summoned out to her parents' home in the suburbs. Perhaps once again she needed my sage advice to help see her through some crisis? I suppose I should have been flattered even further by her reliance on my wisdom, but really I was scared. I wondered what the hell was wrong and why, pray tell, were the police involved. It was the sight of those emergency vehicles around her block that had really thrown me. But it could have been just a coincidence, couldn't it? The phone call and the police might be unrelated, mightn't they? I wondered if her latest relationship had come apart at the seams, but then I remembered that this had already happened last week. Surely even Patty couldn't have gotten herself embroiled again in anything that serious? Already? Well, honestly, it was possible. There was that whole Miranda affair. They'd gone and got those horrible matching tattoos on what I think was like their second date. Weeks later, I remember going with Patty to have that thing burned off. That's a smell I'm not likely to forget any time soon. I think I wouldn't have bothered with it. One can always wear gloves. Patty did have a relatively long history of getting deep into relationships fairly quickly. I suppose that's some sort of lesbian trope, or so I have heard. I don't go for those kinds of generalizations myself. They tend to be inaccurate as often as they are accurate which makes them not at all useful as far as I'm concerned. I can only speak with any authority about the experience of my friend, and she had a tendency to commit hard and fast, and frequently. So whatever the problem was now, I was pretty sure that, at bottom, some kind of romantic entanglement was involved. That seemed like a pretty safe bet.
Not everyone can be a snappy dresser. A personal style is something respected by everyone, young and old. If you feel like your look could use some sprucing up, we can help. We're the Rainbow Suspenders people. Give us a call today. Wanted. Largish plastic bag suitable for carrying my zither in when it rains. Must have humorous store logo. Top dollar paid. Box 29. That's it. That's all. Podcast is over. Remove your headphones.